Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And he's old. And I'm young. But we're both cute. You're listening to a new episode of the Mangina Dialogue. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host Nick Scopes and the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty. About get jitty, cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Yeah, cause this unhinged comedy. And right now you're in the mix. So get ready, cause we about to get it poppin'. Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues. I am your host, Nick Scopes. And I am Greg Alprin, ready for round two. (laughs) That's my co-host, Greg Fucks Everything Up, Alprin. Um, (laughs) It's important to have a nickname. It's important to have a nickname. Right? And our guest today... Uh, from yesterday, but also today, um, is Ralph Sutton, famous hey. fitness guru, yeah, that's what I'm known for most important world champion world. runner. I yeah. mean, everything. all those things, every one of those things you're saying. By the way, I listened closely now because Uh-oh. obviously, in the interest of full disclosure, we started taping yesterday. There was an issue we're taping again, and I wasn't sure I heard the lyric right, but it is an un- unplugged titty <laughs> like a full no un, i know unplugged like a full swung titty i was yeah, like you know what makes, ralph makes, no makes a lot of sense yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> i'm gonna have to go back and challenge the puppets that wrote the song for real and ask yeah. them where they have you know where, or maybe there's some sort of cool thing that i just don't understand what that means you know the Nick, new well, sex thing that's out Nick, check out um uh, urban dictionary for a un, unhinged un, no, unplugged unplugged, unplugged. Is the part unhinged i could almost say <laughs> Kind of makes sense, but unplugged yeah. does not make sense. Let's see. Never could what would a plugged in titty be? That's an even better question. <laughs> Before we even get started, we got a lot of questions to answer <laughs> and a follow up. Anyway, how you doing? Sorry about yesterday. Oh, it's fine. It happens to all of us. You know, like, it's funny is that in, especially now in Zoom times, when, uh, God, going back to March of last year, we found out on like a Thursday that they were shutting down the city that Monday. So you could not go to your office come Monday. And we have 20 something shows yeah. on the network, all of which were recording in the studio at the time, except maybe two. So it was like, all right, let's figure this out. I got with my producers. We all went to the studios and figured out who had what, like some guys had laptops and no cameras or cameras and no computer and no microphone, whatever. So we ripped shit out of the studio and we just sent Ubers in every direction and made sure that all the shows were able to start continue on that Monday. It was nuts. Yeah. And had that work out for you guys? I mean, obviously you, you, you continued and it's all going. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic actually hate to say it because it sounds like I'm bragging during a horrible time. So I feel like it comes with a, the, a a warning that I'm, I know it's not easy for anybody. So the good news is for us is that, everything all the metrics went in the right direction during the pandemic you know numbers went up the listenership went up the subscriber base went up so that's great it's nice that we didn't have to fire anybody you know we actually brought on new staff and so for me i was very happy that we were able to to weather the storm yeah no that's awesome i i had i was very close i almost had a fire nick and it might have had we almost had to go to a one-man show 
Wow. At least we'd probably be just nothing but technical problems. At that point. <laughs> nothing but. And of course, it goes to figure that we, we did a we've recorded now 160 episodes ish. And uh, the one day we have technical difficulties, <laughs> it's with a guy that owns <laughs> that started a very large network of uh, podcasts. But, funny, you know, I, I was doing a sorry to cut you off the Rude Jude show, which is uh, on Sirius XM. I love the dude. He's a really cool dude. But every time I go to the studio, he's in L.A., but right. he flies to New York once in a while. Obviously not now, but once a year he comes in for a week and does shows in New York. And I usually am on during that week every time he comes in. And every time when I get there, there's technical difficulties. It's really weird. It's only when I'm there, yeah. there's technical difficulties. Well, so maybe right. I'm just your, your issue. It's me. It's your fault. Yeah. Um, definitely your fault dude so ha- did you guys expand shows over we the added, last so it's funny um lewis and i met uh had a phone call maybe you know a week or two into the pen uh, after the lockdown and everybody was talking about you know pulling back staff and getting rid of things no no new like television shows all production stopped sure, and every, down. Regular, you know and i said well we both i don't remember i don't want to give either one of us the credit i don't remember which one of us said it but we were basically decided let's if we're going to fail, let's fail gloriously. So right. let's not fi- let's not fire anybody. Let's add shows. Let's raise the price and let's see what happens. Yeah. And it actually worked out for us. It helped us survive. You know, thank God that we did that because uh, what happened is a lot of our um, sources that we use, whether it be the um, merch company, the media hosting company, all these other, they raised their prices because everybody was leaving. So they were doing what they can to keep to keep their their bills, their lights on. So thank God we did all that because everything yeah. got more expensive. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny, me and Nick, you know, obviously we're nowhere near what you guys do, but we we kind of had the same perspective. It's like, you know, this is the time that we can really double down and yeah. and see what we can make out of this. And, you know, we did some crazy things and it all it all really paid off for us. We did a, a month of May where we did an ep- a new episode every day. So we recorded. Wow, that's smart. I mean, it's great. Yeah. And because right now everyone's starved for content, even still yeah. now. I feel like the new currency in 2020, 2021 is a good TV show recommendation. Sure. People would re- prefer that over money at times because you're home bored so often. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely worked for us. It helped us get, you know, obviously a lot of guests and then having the quality of guests that we had led to getting better quality guests to now. You're and, welcome. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you know, it led us to people like Lori who opened up the door to, to you and then, you know, some other people. And that's just kind of how we kept building out our brand. Um, and just taking advantage of, you know, people obviously needing to continue to get out in as many venues as they possibly could. And, you know, people that had tons of extra time that couldn't get on a plane and go travel to do a weekend in Tampa, you know, they were home. So we, you know, we certainly took advantage of that. And I think we, you know, we did the best we could to make the most of all that. On SDR, we went to two shows a week, even though Jay usually is not on the second show. He is sometimes, but I just, I had time on my hands. But also, as you said, we opened up to we got crazy guests during this. Yeah. Uh, we had Neil deGrasse Tyson. We had um, Ray Romano. Right. We just like knocking it out of the park every week. And obviously it's not going to continue once the world opens up and people have to, we prefer people to come in studio. Yeah. But right now there is no option but Zoom, especially for my show. Like shows like Lewis's, like Legion, a Skanks, or a Rap sure. that are not so guest dependent. We are, SDR is a guest dependent, much sure. more interview show. So numbers skew wildly. Like we just had Sasha Gray on and the day that that came out, it got more listeners than a normal show at the end of its cycle. So the only metric that matters is after four weeks, that number is what everyone cares about. And it got in day one more than the episode before it had 
you know, the episode that was four weeks old had in that first day because everybody fucking loves Sasha Gray. Yeah, no kidding. That's a, that's yeah, a, that's... a great guest to have Nick perked up. Yeah. <laughs> you can't no, see every every up. guy goes, oh, yeah, I know that name. Yeah, I mean, there of course, go. I had sex with her, which was cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no. Course, how was right. it? It was all right. It was all right. I mean, you know, I've had better. I don't know if she has. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of, I, I you'll appreciate this. I just had a, a friend call me, and he told me, um, he just got he literally just got dumped like yesterday or something from this girl mm-hmm. that he's barely seen. And he was telling me this story. And I it sounded like she she was saying it wasn't her. It was you. And that's exactly how it was. And he, she he was honest enough to be like, she told me that she thought after two months she'd actually enjoy having sex with me but it turned out she didn't. <laughs> it's amazing that he's willing to share that. That's fucking great. Wow. I love it open man yeah, i actually got mad at two of them well, one was my friend and one was my brother they both said the same thing to me uh about three days apart where they were talking about having sex with a girl and they both said the same term which was she let me have sex with her <laughs> i was like dude that sounds like she's gifting you her vagina that she didn't want to do it but it's like all right you know it should be we had sex yeah, yeah. you know or, or yeah. she got to have sex with me, whatever. But saying she let me have sex with her just sounds so defeatist. It just yeah, it I don't belonged. like that either. Wait, it, so she, <laughs> then he, he followed it up with, if that's not bad enough, she told me while I was on on vacation for a whole week that she thought she would miss me, but she realized hanging out, she was hanging out with me because she was just bored. <laughs> that's great. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's great. I mean, who oh cares? I mean, I think it's funny God. is that um, you know. We all go through bad breakups and shit. And I, I mean, I say this all the time. You embrace your shit because the oh, bad sure. shit that happens just makes you stronger and better for the next time around. Yeah, absolutely. Freaking literally, dude. Ralph, I got a, a question for you. So um, when did because podcasting, it's 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 come a long way. Like, let's face it. There's, you know, Yoke use Joe Rogan as the metric. Like he gets a hundred million dollar contract from Spotify. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, when did podcasts first start to kind of come on your radar and you were like, oh, this is a, a thing. This is going to be happening. It's funny. I've, I've said this before, so I apologize for repeating the story. But um, so Big J and I, I host this thing, hosted. I don't know if I'll be back this year. I took a year off last year. It's a, a rock cruise, uh, 20 bands on a boat called Ship Rocked, right? Yep. And I've done it That's since dope. its inception for 10 years in a row. It's usually 10 to 15 bands, about five, 6,000 people, somewhere in that area. Since, I mean, there's been 11 of them, but they skipped a year. So for 12 years, that was what it was doing. And I hosted the first 10 years. Um, About year three or four, maybe, I forget exactly, but they asked me if I knew any rock and roll-y comedians because they wanted to expand just behind, but besides having a band play, other forms of entertainment. And Jay had done my radio show years prior. And we stayed friends. Like he once in a while, I'd go see a comedy show and he'd be there. Once in a while, he'd ask me for tickets to like Iron, I gave him tickets to Iron Maiden once and whatever. Like this was going back now nine years ago, 10 years ago, right? And then um, he told me the first year we did Chip Rock together, they put us to like host events together and we made each other laugh. So he said, you know, I do this podcast called Legion of Skanks. We've been doing it for about a year and I'm looking to do another one. Uh, would you be interested? And I douchily said, you know, podcasting is for people that can't do radio, uh, doing radio. <laughs> so I appreciate it, but thanks. But no, you know, not right now is not the right time for me to, to think about that. Then over the course of that year, I just started hearing more and more about podcasting and how you can make money on it and how it's a new form of entertainment, whatever. 
And then the next year we hosted Shiprock together. And I said, you know what, dude, I'd, I'd be down to do that if you're still down to do that. And he said, yeah, definitely. So we started it. Uh, and it was funny. We did it. I didn't really know much. We recorded it. I knew the recording aspect because I was doing radio, but we recorded like eight shows and they were just sitting on my hard drive. And one day, a guy that's been, I've been friends with for years, uh, the singer of a band called Living Color, his name's Corey Glover. Sure. He had taped the show with us. And he goes, dude, what happened to that show that like, I recorded with you like a month ago? I'm like, oh yeah, I probably should fucking figure out how to release these things. And so I joined the subreddit for podcasting yep. and figured it out. And we, yep. I think we launched in May, I think of 2015 or 2014 uh, with six episodes because they were sitting on my hard drive. And that's really my introduction to podcasts. What I started doing was listening, which I recommend to people all the time. When you launch a podcast, what category are you going to be in? All right, listen to the top 10 shows in that category and understand that space and figure out what you can and can't do better, what you like, what you don't like, to kind of mold what you want to be. And that's what I just started doing. I listened to the top like comedy interview podcasts, and that's how we started. Right. And like, I mean, obviously, I'm sure a ton of people ask you advice on on how to get, you know, monetized podcasts and all things mm -hmm. like that. Like, what what do you what do you think is the best piece of advice you could give someone that's interested in starting a podcast? Um, well, it's funny. First thing I would say is that if your first question is, I got shit on this when I first asked how to monetize right. six years ago, people were like, fuck you. You're supposed to do it for the love of podcast. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> and I kind of say that in the same way when I did radio, I told people that too. If you are just looking to make money, this is not the industry oh, because 90% sure. of podcasts, excuse me, I have hiccups, don't even have a thousand listeners. Yep. So that's 900,000 podcasts will never make any real money. For so sure. you got to do it because you love it. That's number one. Number two, never be beholden to other people. So even if you're not the best audio editor, even if you're not the best uh, web guy, whatever it is, you don't want to have to wait for your new episode to come up because some kid that was editing it for you as a favor didn't show up that day. Sure. So just figure out how to get it done on your own. Right. Those are the two. And then lastly, don't spend a fortune right away. Yep. Do it on your phone. Yep. Just record it nowadays with apps like Anchor that make it so fucking easy. Right. You may give up in two weeks. So before you spend a thousand dollars on a setup, just see if you want to do it. Yeah. And then I'd say number four, my, my most uh, favorite thing is when you record an episode, listen back to it. If yep. you can't make it through your own episode, nobody's going to listen to your own episode. Yeah, for sure. episode. So those are the things I think are the most important. Yeah, it's funny because people, you know, of course, and, you know, we're nowhere even remotely close to the success any of your shows and, and you guys, you certainly have had. But people ask me all the time, like, hey, I want to start a podcast. You've done 150 episodes. Like, mm -hmm. what, what advice do you give me? And I would almost give them that exact advice. Like, if you're in it for the money, don't expect to make any. Um, and don't certainly don't go spend a ton of money out of the gate because you can literally promote i mean uh, produce a podcast from your telephone on a yeah, it's gonna podcast. sound like shit but who cares you know yeah, you're, right. just gonna, you're just starting yeah if you're just getting out there may as well do it i mean it's taken us we've been doing this a year and a half right nick mm -hmm. about a year and a half yep july and, 2019 yeah we finally <laughs> just got our real like our first real legit sponsorship with an, a beer company thanks to corona, corona premier now the new official sponsor of the mangina dialogues oh, yeah. um, and it, you know, it's, it's certainly not something, you know, we're very happy for it, but it's not something that we really ever even expected at the, at this point to have a, you know, a substantial legit sponsorship to, to back us and, and help us do the things that we're doing. Um, and it's been a wild ride. I'm sure from a lot of your shows, you know, those, you know, obviously you have top tier talent doing all your shows and they're awesome. Um, 
they must have some interesting journeys that got yeah, them. Yeah, it's also you. funny is that, you know, I think the other problem is a lot of people try to go get that, I don't know, $10,000 sponsorship deal out yeah. of the gates, you know. So the first year of SDR, I used to be a strip club DJ, right? So I went awesome. to the strip club. I, the, the guy I used to know that owned the club showed him these metrics that at the time we were getting like 500 listeners in New Jersey. Yeah. And his podcast, I mean, his, his strip club was in New Jersey. So I showed him, hey, we have 500, 500 uh, listeners uh, in New Jersey every week. I will exclusively sign you as the only strip club that we talk about a, a month right. for $200 a month, yeah. $50 a show. And he's like, that's it. And I said, yeah, that's it. And so he gave me $1,000 right there and said, we are yours for the next five months. So that was it. I was like, all right, we covered beer, uh, gas money. You know, I didn't have to worry about hosting costs, whatever, sure. for a long time. Because they was like, that's great. We just got fucking covered, you know, because people are going after, oh, I have 5,000 listeners. I want to get $5,000. Well, it doesn't really work that way. Oh, you it know? does. So, it's you know, learn you gotta it. figure it out. And yeah, so you learn that lesson fast. We had as a lot of podcast i'm sure yours do too uh manscaped and when they called us up and said hey we're going to give you a free razor i'm like deal <laughs> i was like dude I, I love that thing i use it all the time it's I'm the like, greatest thing free razors for manscaped like it was the best day ever and I, you know at, at that point i was like this is amazing you know we're getting yeah, that's true and just gotta i think also and i'm not saying this to make it like a gas digital or some amazing thing but you look at the fact that we have a bunch of shows, we have our own studios, we have our own media hosting, we have subscribers, we have our own merch and all this other shit. People that I speak to, they want to go in guns a blazing. I want everything. I want the yeah. newsletter. I want yeah. the, the, the subscription. I want the paywall. I want, it's like, dude, do a show first. Yeah. How about you get some <laughs> fucking followers and see if anybody's going to pay for it? Because why else? You, like, there's no way to know. And then if you're going to try and do everything at once, nothing's going to be good. Focus on one thing at a time. And I, the joke I've said a million times, because it's so true, is my closet right here is filled with about, I don't know, $10,000 worth of failed experiments when we first started. How can we get <laughs> things to work? And it wouldn't work. You know, the wrong camera, the wrong switcher, the wrong whatever. And you just keep trying until you figure it out. It took years to get to where I'm, I still, you should never be happy, but right. I'm at least happy enough with the quality right now. But I'm always saying like, we just moved up from 720 to 1080 and that brought in a bunch of problems because yeah, right. it's a bigger bandwidth bigger yep. files with more expensive hosting and all that other shit that happened but it's been long enough that we didn't embrace the 1080 so we switched to 1080 at the studio this camera thing is 720 but you know just little things like that i waited a year to pull the plug on that because i want i knew that it would come with additional costs additional issue yep. longer to upload the files there's so much shit that yeah. sit with it so don't make every change immediately right and how big, like how big of a staff do you guys have at uh, oh, it's too many fucking people right now? I would say that we have, <laughs> I mean, if you're including the shows, there's a hundred people that work a guest, you know, but yeah. if you don't include the shows, 20, 25 yeah. people, something still, like that, that work for gas, still a big, big staff. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's 20. a lot. And we just hired a new uh, editor today. It's right. a lot. There's, there's so many shows. There's 25 shows. I'm not saying all of them, but at least half of them are more than once a week. Right. So it's just a tremendous amount of content that's going out every week that needs to be edited. Highlights need to be made. New artwork needs to be made. It needs to be updated on our servers, on the free side servers. It, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe you. I mean, I, I do, this is not a knock on Nick. I do most of that stuff for us. And 
it's it it really is like it's it's a lot of work yeah and i think that your dynamic is the standard dynamic of every show there's one guy that does most of the work with me and jay on sdr his job show up yeah as right. long as you're showing up i don't yeah, I'm care the talent yeah, yeah i'm the yeah. talent yeah. <laughs> right Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Ralph. You yeah. get yeah. it. Yeah. You just Jay, sometimes, Jay literally doesn't know who the guest is until five minutes before. Right. He doesn't even know. He doesn't have like if you're as funny as fucking Jay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny. Uh, a, he he loves to shit on me. I've loved done a lot of weird things in my life. A lot of weird stories have happened in my life sure. that sound like they're made up. Yep. Right. So like I DJ for the 9-11 terrorists. Well, that doesn't sound real. But yeah. it's true. You know, uh, a lot of weird things. I was wanted by the FBI for computer hacking. There's just I could give you 50 whoa, stories whoa, whoa, that on. all sound weird. <laughs> right. But they're all true. But Jay doesn't ever believe me. And eventually I figure out a way to prove him wrong. Usually yeah. some things yeah. are unprovable because all I could do is tell you, hey, this person will corroborate my story. And then the answer will be, well, he's your friend. He's going to lie to you, you know, whatever. But so one of them that happened this year in, in the in the interest of him not knowing who the guest is till we go on the air. He didn't believe I was friendly with Zach Wild, Ozzy's yeah. guitarist, right? Yeah. Yes. So I finally got him on because it's not easy to get these people on the show. Sure. They're always doing a fucking million things. Pandemic allowed us to get him on. But I told Jay we were interviewing the bass player of Poison, <laughs> who I knew he wouldn't want to do it, but whatever. And I told Zach the story ahead of time. He's like, no problem. And then Jay logs in and, and um, Zach Wild goes, <laughs> What's up, Jay? It's Bobby Doll from Poison. How you doing? And he started <laughs> laughing. And so it was great to be able to prove him wrong. Yeah. And he had no idea who he was going to talk to until the show started. That's all. And yeah, I mean, obviously, Jay is such an amazing comedian that it, I'm sure it doesn't really matter, like, who's coming Yeah, with off. Jay, it doesn't. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I mean, dude, you watch that guy sit. He's doing stand-up sitting and just, just the crowd does crowd work for yeah. an I hour. Mean, he's, he's a unique. It's I used to say that until I met him. I've met my mom used to run a comedy club when I was growing up. I've met a lot. That's how I got Ray Romano on because he knew my mother. I ran into him at a restaurant in LA and I mentioned my mother's name. And then six months later, he came on the show, right? We just got reconnected and whatever. So I grew up around comedians. Most comics, not all, not as much now, but especially back then, nowhere near as funny off stage as they are on stage. You know, they're just, they have their routines. They have their on stage persona and off air. They're more introverted. They're, they're more quiet, whatever, most. But these days, I think that's changed a little bit, but especially with yeah. podcasting and whatnot. But I used to think I was somewhat funny until I met Jay. I'm like, yes. oh, no, I am not funny. He is <laughs> so much faster. And so yeah. it's amazing to me how funny he is. Yeah, it really is. I We, we did a show this weekend, um, and I was in the back room, uh, the backstage with a couple of the, the comedians who were headlining, you know, professional comedians, Matt Broussard and Shane Torres. And mm -hmm. we I was about to enter a conversation and talk about comedians and as i heard them talking to each other i realized there was no chance i could potentially even say something remotely close to as quick and as smart and as fast as they could i just mm -hmm. literally turned right around and i'm like no i'm out of this conversation we we just had pete holmes yeah on sdr uh yesterday nice. right and um jay is the one that kind of brought him into new york jay saw him somewhere and brought him on uh you know bringing him in like endorsing him that whole yep. thing that comedians do and um he told the story that he would always get mortified because he would always try to interject during the time when all the comedians, you know, bullshit with each other yep. after the shows, whatever. And he said, no matter what he said, it would never go over. 
And Bill Burr would always wait till there was a lull in the conversation and go, can we go back five minutes ago to that stupid comment that Pete Holmes made and just shit on him for the next 10 minutes? That sounds about right. That sounds about right. So, um, is, I mean, I, I imagine is SDR your baby? Oh, yeah, much more. I mean, I think Jay, in the beginning, it's funny because we started now six, five, six years ago. I was by far, and Jay will agree to this, the bigger talent. Sorry to board you, Nicholas. I didn't mean to be really. You know, no, it's, I, just, I just worked out. So <laughs> um, I just ran six miles. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, I lifted. It's different. Yeah, I'm uh, just shot. <laughs> um, I'm dead. I bet you I burned more calories than that's in that probably and run. For sure. So. For sure. Um, so I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought, but um, SDR is your yeah, baby. So when we first started, Jay would admit to this. I was the bigger name. I had a radio show that was on a hundred stations. I um, was hosting a bunch of events, you know, like five events a year at the yep. time I was hosting like, you know, the Sturgis rock, uh, Sturgis rally, the M3 rock festival and ship rock. Whatever. I had a, a much bigger profile six years ago, seven years ago, uh, six years ago, um, Instagram and, that shit was not really that popular. Sure. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't that popular. But anyway, over the course of the six years, my star has dwindled and his star has risen, right? Because when you're on 100 stations and a quarter of a million people listening to you every week, that's a lot. Yeah. I thought a lot of them would transfer over to the podcast. Then the realization was, oh, if you're listening to a radio show in 2015, you probably don't know what a podcast is because sure. you are not tech savvy at all. So very few only like maybe once every two months do I get an email that says, Hey, I used to listen to your old radio show. And that's, that's probably even a lot at this point. But, um, so he became the more popular in the beginning. I would say we were both equally. It was like both our show. He would open, he'd be the host. I'd be the co-host one week. We'd flip it. He'd open the show. I'd open the show. It would be very different. But in the past three years, as his star has exploded, right. It's more my show, and he comes on. I actually wanted to make sure that he still wanted to do the show at one point because I was like, Lou, you're doing two Legion of Skanks. That's both two hours a week. You're doing four bonfires. That's two hours a week each. You're doing uh, weekends on the road. If you don't want to be here anymore, I, don't, I wouldn't take it uh, an offense to it. I want you to be here because you want to be here. And he, still, he said it's the one show where he doesn't have to do anything, really. He doesn't host because right. he hosts Bonfire and Legion. He's just there to be funny. And once in a while he gets his dick sucked because it's SDR, you know, so he enjoys that. And that's why it's uh, probably still near and dear to his heart. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And it, it's funny because I, you know, I told you I was doing that stuff with uh, Mark Weiss and it was, we started that right around the time um, all that stuff happened between you guys and Sebastian and Rob Halford. That was crazy. Right. So funny. And I, I, I just happened, it just happened to come up on my Instagram and I read it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, unbelievable and to think that in any way sebastian could could go against jay and how quick and fast and smart and funny well, he didn't do any of that he just bailed no i know yeah. right but like that in itself is like <laughs> you gotta yeah. be kidding right well, and then the i thought was, the, go, sorry, the best follow-up to that is rob next yeah, after yeah. that yeah that was great like i was going to to listeners that don't know uh first of all mark weiss the photographer hit on my mom 10 years ago uh, bitch. in front of me and I didn't care. It was just funny. Um, but, uh, so, so Jay made a, uh, I'd say a, I don't even think it was a, it's not even a gay joke. It was like, it is not to me. There's nothing wrong with the comment, which was 
Sebastian Bach was talking about warming up his voice, and the yep. only person that doesn't warm up his voice is Rob Halford. Right. And Rob Halford, for those that don't know, is one of the first uh, openly gay metal singers in the history of, of rock and roll. Um, and he, Jay said, well, maybe his warm-up is something gay, like gargling jizz, and he just didn't want to tell you. So the reason why I don't think it's so offensive is, A, gay guys do suck penises, you know? So it's not like Been he's there. making up something. He didn't say it in a derogatory way. He just right. said maybe it's something else. So I don't see it as an offensive joke in, in my, like if you told the straight guy, uh, what is his warm up? Fucking girls before he goes on stage. <laughs> is someone going to get mad at that? No. That's a good point. Right? So I just don't get the anger. That's number one. Number two, I wouldn't say that I'm anywhere near as close to Rob Halford as Sebastian Bach is, but right. I could tell you in the years that I've interviewed him, I know he knows how to take a gay joke because oh, sure. he's made plenty of them to me over the years. Of right? course. We talked about having sex underneath the stage of a Judas Priest concert once. Him and I, in an interview, like he yeah. said, he would fuck me. And I mean, fine. So he can make these jokes. He's fine with who he is. Right. So I knew he wouldn't be upset about it. So the fact that Sebastian got so angry, I feel this way all the time. Like if you get super angry about something or you're super against gay marriage or you're super against a religion, oh, you're yeah. closeting something. Something's sure. going oh, yeah. on, you know? Oh, so yeah. I think maybe he's afraid that his kids are gay or something that that's going to bother him. I don't know for sure, but he got way too angry, way too quickly. Didn't give us a chance to explain it and bailed. So then the next week we got Rob Halford on and we told him the fucking joke. He said, I don't spit. I swallow. I, yeah, I don't spit. I swallow. And uh, I don't gargle. I swallow rather. Yeah. And he fucking loved it. And now behind the scenes for the past few months, we've been working on planning a um, roast for Rob Halford. Right. So, I mean, that's the best thing that came out of it, to be yeah, honest. It's funny. it's funny, man. That's so indicative of today. Like, it's always the people, like Sebastian Bach, maybe he is closet or something, but it's 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 never the people you're making fun of that are so upset. It's other people. Right, sure. of course. We're getting upset for you. So, like, right. that's yeah. what I was, we got inundated with thousands of hate emails and yeah, YouTube sure. comments. And I sent them all the link to the Halford clip. I right. said, look, if the guy who the joke is about is fine with this, why are you getting angry for him? Yeah. And then they said, well, he's only laughing because as a gay man, you get used to being la laughing and making it easy. I said, so that's why he asked us to put a roast on for him because he wants to continue the charade. Right. And they supposedly made a movie about it like 15 years yeah. ago. Well, that, that was uh, it's a point of contention for him because they didn't pay them for that because they yeah. changed the story enough right. to where it wasn't really based on how. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, no, that I know. Just, yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they say, it, you know, whatever. Like exactly what you yeah. said. Yeah. So let, let's transition for a second over to the greatest weight loss and fitness book out of all time mm. that you just recently put out. Yeah. Uh, how did you come up with the brilliant content inside the book? <laughs> this one right here you're talking about? Yeah, that book. 100% guaranteed guide to can weight you, loss Can you fitness. do a live? Can you do a live reading now? Yes, I, I have can. By the way, uh, it hit... Uh, in the, it was number 77 in parody and number, I think it was 99 or 100, I forget exactly, in health and wellness. Right. Uh, right before Christmas at the time That's when I was really great. pushing it. So the, the 100 Cent Guaranteed Guide to Weight Loss and Fitness, I was going to put out an audio version of this <laughs> and it was going to be three hours long <laughs> where everything else except the opening right. was empty audio. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the three hours, I was going to read the copyright credits. But it right. Was really like, funny. Like when you used to, get, <laughs> like when you would get the tapes and CDs, you know, when yeah. you actually bought so those. So I will show it to your listeners here. Uh, I yes. wrote a forward, but I don't need to show you the forward. Uh, chapter one, page one is eat less. Very nice. Page two, chapter two is work out more. 
And then the rest of the book is blank. But I purposefully numbered all the pages right. because they didn't want people to think it was an accident. I wanted them to know that it was purposefully <laughs> left blank. You could use it for notes if you want to. But the way it came is that um, I started another podcast about a year and a half ago with this, um, I, he hates the term guru, but he's a health and wellness expert, I guess is a better idea. He sure. launched a company in New York called Juice Press. Yep. There's a hundred locations. There's Equinox. Need. I work yeah, at Equinox. Every single Equinox, yeah. right? Yep. He made awesome. millions. He sold it in January of last year. And he was on Just a non-compete and wanted to do something in the health and wellness space. So the original idea, it was called originally the first like 10 episodes, 20 episodes. It was, I have a very analytical mind and I shit on a lot of these alternative health things like juicing or vegan or meditation or whatever. And so the idea originally was called the Sherpa and the Schmuck. So he, the idea was who's who, right? But what we realized was unless you're over 30 or Jewish, you don't know what those words mean. Yeah. So we, we dropped it <laughs> and we called it uh, the Good Sugar Podcast because uh, good sugar, there are good sugars. Sure. So the idea being that what you think is good for you may not be, what you think is bad for you may not be. And right. the whole real concept is to try and make me a better person. And on that show, we've had, you know, the, some great people, the guy that started P90X has been on the trainer to Kevin Hart was just on, you know, that, that black guy, I forgot his name, fucking uh, boss. His name is like 2 million followers on Instagram. Super cool dude. The guy that trains all the Marvel superheroes. We have like meditation experts, um, breathing experts and all these different people stretching all these different people that bring in their methods. And we talk about it and try and poke holes in it. I do everything. So like, I got the stretch thing. I just got a colonic last week for the first time ever, which was bizarre. Um, Hot. Proving it. Yeah, it tastes like it did taste like it felt like it's <laughs> a good protein slip. All it, right, yeah, Ralph. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> it felt like taking a 45 minute continuous diarrhea dump. That's what it felt like. Right. But um, most of the health and wellness, the fitness people, I thought it was funny because you just boil it down to really just eat less and work out more. That's sure. really all there is to it. And sure. I said it to my brother as a joke. I'm going to put out an exercise book. It's going to be 150 pages, but the first page says eat less. The second page says work out more. And the rest of it's going to be blank. And my brother said, uh, yeah, you should do that. That's funny. And I was like, all right, let me look into this. So I figured out how to publish a book and I put it out. The, fo the photo on the front is a stock photo that cost me nothing. The <laughs> quotes on the back I made up. There's a Dr. Assentush and yeah, uh, funny. some other dumb stupid <laughs> things. You know, and it's a, I wrote the forward. It's like a real serious thing of cultivating all this knowledge. And I put it together in a weekend and then put it out and it sold really well. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. It is. I mean, yeah. I, I posted it on my Instagram when I got it and I got a lot of feedback. Like, what is it? I'm like, you got to go buy it. Like, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Go buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I tell people this. If you can prove to me that you are indeed eating less and working out more and not losing weight, I will give you your money back. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's how confident unless, I am that, that unless works. you literally have a hormone imbalance or a thyroid issue, yeah, which is almost impossible. Nobody that's buying this book, I feel. Yeah, no. You know, so, no. but I, I, as a personal trainer, I love that. I loved hearing that. Oh, that's, that's funny. Oh, you're a personal trainer. Cool. A person. I'm. You know, I do stand up comedy, obviously, but I'm personal trainer at Equinox here in Connecticut. When he showed me that book, I was like. Yeah, that's essentially like <laughs> the, the thing that it sucks because like as a trainer, you're supposed like I, I'm I'm just so openly honest about things everything. This is the thing that no one wants to hear. Everything works. Mm -hmm. Everything works. Just right. not Every diet works. Everything. Else. But here's everything the thing I feel. Works. 
right now my i so i used to be when i was in decent shape i was on a show years ago 16 years ago called queer eye for the straight guy right when i was yes. on that show i was in the best shape i've ever was in i was 230 pounds i felt strong again i'm six six so you know 230 pounds about right for me in fact at one point i went down to 220 and someone said to me dude eat a sandwich like you don't yeah. look right and i'm very large six six that's yeah, yeah. that's that's too little. Yeah. yeah. So I, I should be about 232, 232.40. And I remember saying to myself once, I will never go above 250 in my life, ever. Then my father got sick and I got depressed and blah, 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 COVID hit, whatever. I went up to 296, Whoa. which is wow. enormous. And that was about April or May when I was like, well, I can't hit three bills. That's going to be rough. So I started really running and I used this app called Couch to a 5K where it starts with you're a fat fuck on a couch. You can't run more than 30 seconds. And that's what it is. It's like a 30-second run with a one-minute walk. 30-second yep. run, one-minute walk. You do it for 10 minutes. And the next day is a little more. Next day a little more. And I got to run a 5K, then a 10K, then a 15K, then 20K. So I just kept going and got to a point. Now, not a year later, but it was like April or May. So nine months later, I ran six miles today where I don't feel like I was going to die. You know, where I used to feel that way. Now I felt like, oh, fine. Okay. Came home, showered. I'm okay. I could be, I wouldn't be yawning like Mr. Nate training Nicholas who gets yeah. so, so exhausted. I don't know. But, uh, um, Daddy you know, so hard. what I feel is now I'm as of Monday, 267. So down from 296 to 267. When I get back down to 240 is when I feel science matters. Right. You know, if you are at that point where you just need to lose those last few pounds, you want really good looking abs, you want to build something that's beyond what most of us need to do, which just lose weight. Yep. That's when science comes in. But before then, yes, just fucking eat less and work out more. And some of us need motivation. I have a personal trainer three days a week because I need to be accountable. If I know I'm going to get charged, if I don't go to the gym, I'm going to the fucking gym. End of story. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's true. Actually, I wanted to talk about Queer Eye. Yeah, I can't believe that's 16 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. I just it, it, filmed the reunion special a couple months ago. Right. They, it was the best DM I ever got on Facebook. They said, are you the Ralph Sutton that was on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy 16 years ago? We're filming a reunion. I said, yes, I am. And they said, well, the guy we wanted to do it can't do it. So can you do it? <laughs> And I said, did you have to tell me that part? Why can't you just ask me to do it? Like, why do I need to know that the guy you wanted didn't want to fucking do it? You're like, listen here, you sassy queen. Don't yeah, fucking yeah. talk to me like that. Yeah, so I just feel, I think it's supposed to come out the end of this quarter. So I think it's coming out like March of this right. year. And how, how did that come about when they, the first time, like obviously 16 years ago? Yeah, so I was doing my radio show at the time. And I think we were only on like 20 stations at the time. I mean, that sounds like 20 is a lot, but still, yep. you know, we had going up, we were up to like 90 something, almost hundred stations for a while. But uh, at that point we we're about 18, 20 stations. I don't know exactly. And my co-host saw the first episode that it aired a couple of days before. I think it, was, it used to air on Thursdays. And she came in because I have the best fucking idea in the world for you. Let's get you on the show. It will be wondrous publicity for the podcast. So they had a downloadable form online i filled it out that and i tried to be funny in my responses found the worst picture of me i could find which was from the sturgis motorcycle rally where i had like a, a denim biker jacket on and a fucking bandana on my head and i look like a like real like you know idiot and so i said this is gonna work i sent it in on saturday they called me that monday and said we're interested <laughs> which was great and then we went back and forth and then finally that thursday they said you're in 
we're going to start filming in a couple months, but you, you are in. And I was the happiest guy I could ever been that weekend. I was thrilled. You know, the show was getting more and more popular. And then on that following Monday, they call me and say, they went, decided to go in a different direction. Sorry, you're not in. Bummer. Right. So I said, well, first of all, fuck you for giving me that false hope. But yeah. number two, I want to do this now anyway. So where do I, where were you going to take me to get a haircut? Where are we going to buy my clothes? Cause I'm just <laughs> going to fucking do this anyway. And the producer, I guess she was like, not the producer, but like the, the casting agent right. was so moved by the fact that I was going to do it anyway. She went back in and fought for me. And then they called me a few days later and said, all right, you're in. That's amazing. That's crazy. And yeah. you are the most, the most viewed episode of Queer Eye. For yeah, the, the most watched episode of all that. time. It launched, it kicked off the beginning of the second part of the first season. Uh, it was called Radio Ralph. And the cool thing was at the time, my radio, they were looking for an event. So the radio show, it was called The Tour of Us, was broadcasting live from a very unique place in Jersey. It doesn't exist anymore, but you walked in. To the left was a strip club. To the right was a rock club. Really unique space. And we were broadcasting live from the rock club with Vince Neil from Motley Crue was performing that we were going to broadcast live. And he thankfully said, no problem. They could film the first song, which was awesome that he allowed yeah. us to do that. Sure. And then because it was ranked this is back when Yahoo mattered in 2004, they ranked it one of the top 10 music moments of 2004. Uh, I got a thousand, literally 1000 plus emails from women all over the country that wanted to sleep with me. Wow. It was, it was nuts. It was a crazy, I felt what it felt like to be an A-list celebrity for a year. It yeah. was nuts. That was when Mark Weiss said on, my on that show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And did, well, I think the first question is, did you take advantage? Well, were you with anyone at the time? Like, what did you do with those thousand emails? Well, I would say this for the most part, at least from my personal experience, they didn't say my full name on the show. Right. right? They just said Radio Ralph. Right. So I think they might have said it once. But then again, back then, they're really, I don't even know if I had a Facebook page or I yeah. don't think so. 14 oh, years ago, I, I, I don't no. had anything. Right. So if you found my email, you are a weirdo. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's not like now where you could just DM anybody. Yep, so right. most of the people that emailed me were not people that I was excited to potentially meet up with, to be honest with you. Sure. Sorry to you, thousand plus girls that might be listening <laughs> to this, but it didn't. None of them panned out, but I was on the show with a chick that everyone always wanted to know what happened. And we ended up dating for a little bit. Oh, they, wow. They set me up with a chick on the show and we ended up dating. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for them. They owe you. They owe I, you could, I could be charming sometimes. Not right now, but sometimes I could be charming. Uh, you're great. I see it in your eyes. <laughs> he's anyway, he's, he's going to fuck Nicholas after. That. That's <laughs> hey, awesome. dude, let's go, dude. I'm it's Sebastian have a five way. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like blondes, so yeah, I mean, fuck it. Long hair. Uh, yeah. Anyway, man, thank you very much. This was a whole ton of fun, obviously, chatting with you and, and hearing. Yeah, everything. this was great. Um, what, I mean, obviously, we all know we're kind of still in this lockdown stage. Hopefully, it lifts pretty soon everywhere. What's coming up for you? Uh, well, um, right at the tomorrow, well, I don't know when this is coming out, but tomorrow I'm very excited for SDR. We're interviewing Shaggy, which is pretty fucking wild. It wasn't <laughs> awesome. me, guy which I didn't realize is I do, I do crazy research for people, you know, right. hours upon hours of research for every guest that comes on the show. And I didn't know this. Um, the song, it wasn't me was based on an Eddie Murphy routine. There's a famous, routine Oh yeah. hundred percent. Right? He, I did not know. Yep. I knew the routine, wow, I didn't know the know song, but I never put the two together yeah. where he saw that routine 
and it made inspired him to write the song, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and so I'm excited wow. that, and also he put out that great record a year ago. Well, now two years ago with Sting, Sting and Shaggy. I don't know how the fuck that came about. I'm excited. That's weird to find out like who called who for that collaboration. <laughs> yeah, and how'd you get each other's numbers? But yeah, exactly. Uh, so Shaggy this week, Pete Holmes is on. I think um, the, the guy from Five Finger Death Punch is on, and then um, next week uh, Shaggy is on, and I forget who else is on. But uh, you know, we do two shows a week now, yep. so it's uh, it's hard to keep track because I have two are live, and then two get released in the same week to the free side. Yep. So really four new episodes a week, technically. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's de- definitely the show had the best month. Jan- was it? No, fe- so December. We're in January. So January was the best month SDR ever had listener-wise in the history of SDR, wow, which is feel. great. Um, the network is doing well. We're launching. We just launched a great show with a comedian. Her name is Jessica Kearson. Sure. Her fucking show is amazing. Zach Amico, who's uh, on... Um, Real Ass Podcast, and has uh, he has a show called Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show. He just launched a new show with a really funny comic, Ian Finance, called yep. Bye Guys, which sure. is hilarious. I and saw that I title. That's great. Yeah, I can't say the person yet because the contract isn't signed, but we will be launching a legendary rock star with a podcast. Uh, that's I think. Awesome. We got we got the agreement. So, it said yesterday everything's fine, but until it you know until it launches, sure. when they sign the contract, it's fifty percent over. When yep. it actually happens is what yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait to hear who that is. Um, yeah, it's a really good one. It's exciting. And, I, um, and we can't wait to get a contract from you in the mail. So that's <laughs> it's funny. Every podcast I go on, they all say the same thing. Yeah, of uh, follow me everywhere at I of am Ralph they do. Sutton. And um, my other show is, you know, the SDR show at the SDR show. Good Sugar Podcast is goodsugar.life. And then Gas Digital is at Gas Digital everywhere. I'm a big fan of social symmetry. You figure out your name. Go look at namecheck.org and make sure it's available everywhere. You know, like I didn't want the SDR show. We didn't want it to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That was taken. Yeah. So I feel I find S- the SDR shows everywhere. You know, so I, I didn't want to be I am Ralph Sutton, but Ralph Sutton was taken. But I am Ralph Sutton was available everywhere. So right. I took that. It's better than saying, hey, I am Ralph.SDR underscore three on Instagram. <laughs> you know, I just feel find something that works and make it socially symmetric. Yeah, yeah dude, oh, anything's, anything's better than the Mangina dialogues, tell you that, you know. <laughs> Very wordy. <laughs> I Very know. wordy. TMD, TMD podcast. There you go. Well, it should be, or, or uh, Mangina, Mangina dialogues, maybe MDP. You could write, you should redo Mangina dialogues podcast, MDP. You could redo the NDP song. Uh, you down with OPP? You down with MDP? <laughs> and you put it aside, you should be your God, dude, you just gave me my weekend. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so, oh, my God, Ralph, you're the best. Thank you so much for coming on. In all seriousness, it was great talking to you. Thank you very much, you guys. Thanks. Appreciate Peace. it. Ralph. Thank you.